Hi, everyone, and welcome to the HR Works Podcast, brought to you by HR Daily Advisor. I'm your host, Josh Zygmunt, Content Director for Simplify Media. The HR Works Podcast provides clear, relevant, and actionable information on topics that matter to you, the HR professional. When you're armed with the best practices and strategies to attract, retain, and engage top talent and deliver exceptional service to your organization, HR just works. On today's episode, we're joined by Kathy Patterson, Chief Human Resources Officer at Ally Financial. A native of Detroit, Kathy has been the Chief Human Resources Officer at Ally Financial since 2016, and in her role, she's responsible for overseeing the company's human capital, talent management, compensation, benefits, well-being, internal communications, and cultural efforts, all ensuring they support her organization's overall strategic objectives and drive Ally's efforts to be a leading employer of choice. Kathy brings extensive experience as an HR professional and has received honors including the 2019 Michigan HR Executive of the Year from the American Society of Employers, and she was named CHRO of the Year by HRO Today in 2021. We've asked Kathy to join us today to talk about the impact benefits are having across the workforce in 2023, but before we dig in, let's get to know Kathy a bit more. So Kathy, welcome to the HR Works Podcast Live, and thanks for joining. Good morning, Josh. Uh, Thanks for having me here this morning. It's great to have you on. So Can you get us started before we dive into talking benefits and just share a bit of your career path and what led you to pursuing a career in human resources? Uh, Josh, probably like uh, many of my colleagues, I stumbled upon the field. I um, started off on an engineering path and within a matter of one semester, I quickly realized I wasn't with my people and switched over to psychology. From the very onset, I always had an interest or a curiosity about learning about individuals and how they behave in a group setting. And so from that point, it just sort of opened the door to industrial organizational psychology, which then gave me an opportunity to learn more about human resources. So didn't start off here, but it's hard to believe, but it's it's been 30 years in the field and um, it's been a wild ride and it's forever changing. It goes fast. And again, congrats on the 30 years and how much you've accomplished in that time. But again, I love sharing that story. And it's always great to hear that Everyone has a different path. Sometimes you're not planning to find that career in, in human resources, but oftentimes, as I'm hearing and talking to so many human resource professionals like yourself, it finds you. Thanks for sharing that, Kathy. So if you're ready, let's dig into benefits a bit. How's that sound? I'm ready for you, Josh. All right, perfect. So right now we're in 2023 and talent is top of mind. What role do employee benefits play in an organization's ability to retain their top talent in 2023? Your total rewards package is a, a significant attraction to, to candidates. It's also, I think, a significant signal to your existing employee base um, that you value them. So, I mean, it's, it's a key lever in terms of how to attract, engage, and retain your employee base, um, probably more so today than in the years past. I mean, in the years past, the focus has always been, did you have health care? And now it's more of a focus on, you know, how well are you adjusting your benefits to meet the needs of the modern day family or employee? So it's, it's key. It's a large lever that we pull at Ally routinely. And again, we're in this time where engagement is top of mind. We're hearing terms such as quiet quitting that have really dominated the headlines and dominated the conversation within the HR space. What are the benefits that really can help drive employee engagement throughout a workforce, really keep your employees locked in, motivated, and really feeling like they're a part of the team and driving forward? 
Josh, I, I'm going to flip the script a little. I, I, I don't okay, let's do it's it. necessarily a, a benefit per se. Um, I think it's about the environment and it's about that personal and professional connection that an organization can create with their employee base. And so um, it's the employee experience for all intent purposes. Um, employees are using work more today than maybe ever before to really connect with a, a higher purpose. Their work needs to have meaning. They need to understand how their work is making a difference in the world. So, you know, first and foremost, you gotta, you gotta win over the, the heart of your employees, right? You need to make them realize um, the significance of their work and feel that connection. Um, but I think it, it, it goes beyond that because once they feel the meaning of the work, they, there is, you need to create an environment where they are seen and they're heard. And this is where your benefits come in place. Your benefits allow you to demonstrate how you're in tune to your employee group. Understanding, and I'll give you an example, we flipped the, the conversation from infertility to fertility. How do we help you grow your family? And, you know, for a lot of our teammates, that's important. Um, right. So, you know, increasing adoption assistance, surrogacy assistance, thinking about egg freezing for maybe some of our, you know, younger female teammates that are not thinking about starting a family for a while. And so it's it's connecting with that deeper purpose of the, the organization and the work, but then it's delighting them as it relates to your benefit package and helping them understand that. Yeah, you you understand where they're at and in their life and you're there to support them. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. it. It seems to me it's the organization showing that you care about your employees and having that mutual feeling of investment that the employees are just as invested in the organization as the organization has invested in them. And you can really show that through your benefits package and creating again those really human elements, those human connections that will just drive home engagement that again so many organizations are looking for. And, you know, Josh, we have a very simple equation that starts with our CEO, Jeff Brown, um, and his, his strong sort of view is you take care of your employees, they will take care of your customers. That will drive business results that will, you know, align with shareholder um, interest, as well as giving back to the communities. And it's a very simple equation, but it's at it's front and center of the work that we do at Ally and in particular within the human resource organization. Yeah. I mean, that seems like that really just drives into your culture as well, which will then have its ripple effect into all pieces of the organization, even including your benefits. Yes. That's great. So with that being said, I mean, what are some of the benefits that we're seeing gain some popularity and, and pick up some steam over the past couple of years? I know you mentioned fertility benefits or just family planning benefits. I think mean, that's certainly one we've seen in the market, but are there any other ones out there that you're seeing that have really come to the forefront over the last couple of years? Mental health and behavioral um, support is front and center right now. You know, coming out of the pandemic, I think there's uh, a greater openness to, to talk about depression, PTSD, and the stigma is not there to the same degree. We have focused heavily at Ally to, to really drive the message that it's okay not to be okay. And here's the tools and resources to, to, to help you. So to try to remove that stigma, but hands down, um, mental health. And it was just this year that we have switched over our mental health because for many, it's not a benefit that's easy to sort of access or know how to navigate. You know, how do you find a therapist? Is it a psychologist? Is it a psychiatrist? Is it a life coach? Um, 
And so we've entered into uh, a new suite of services around mental health that will allow employees and their family to have up to 16 free visits with a therapist or a life coach based upon their needs. And so um, hands down, mental health uh, wellness is um, probably the the biggest sort of leading benefit right now that you're seeing. I mean, just within the first couple of weeks of putting out this new benefit, when we saw a significant number of employees reaching out and increasing in terms of utilization. And that goes back to that idea of engagement, right? And having that investment to say, we care about you as our employees. And we want to give you those tools to support you as the full person, not just in your working hours. Um, and that's creating those benefits that really support them it almost goes back to what I initially said, speaking of allies' efforts to be a leading employer of choice. You're giving really a lot of those options of choice of how to address even mental health. That's It's such a deeply personal and unique component to each person. And, and again, as you mentioned, there's no just direct path to say, here's your solution to mental health. Some may explore therapy while others may just look to use meditation apps. Uh, so giving those options of choice certainly is a smart approach and just again goes back to it seems like your central theme at at Ally, which is really providing choice to your employees. One thing I wanted to dig into, Kathy, that I found really interesting, speaking of just new benefits and things that are being introduced into the workforce, was this program Own It that Ally offers to your employees. Can you share a bit more about that? I thought that was really interesting. I want to share that with our audience. Yes, it is a program that's been in place for three years now where based upon the company's performance, we will issue 100 shares of stock to all employees. And that has a three-year cliff vesting schedule. So it serves as a retention tool, but for all intent purposes, the ultimate goal is to create that ownership mentality, that founder's mentality. In many organizations, equity is really preserved more for your more senior leaders. You want to align them Uh, their decision-making with a long-term sort of shareholder value. Um, But we felt different. We felt like we want every employee to feel like they have an ownership and ally. And that in and of itself will probably influence their decision-making around expense management. But it's also not just retention and creating that owner's mentality. We have an effort around financial, social, and inclusion, which is really aimed at helping close the wealth gap how to drive greater economic development. And we, we have a lot of frontline employees that, as you learn more about them, you learn many of them work paycheck to paycheck or live paycheck to paycheck. So this is an opportunity for many to you know, have equity in a company and receive dividends. So it provides a tool to enhance financial education or literacy for our employee base, but it also serves as an opportunity for our employees to get ahead in the long run, uh, maybe invest in home ownership or invest in maybe that car or that bigger project or that you know you've been saving up for. So, um, you know, it is our way to sort of continue to sort of help our employees sort of financial wealth in the long run. So it's this is the third year, and I'm really pleased to say that we saw like close to a 70% retention. So the retention element is working. So there's benefits from that, but it's just, it's, um, it makes a difference in the lives of our employees on so many fronts and it benefits the company who doesn't want their frontline employees right. uh, making decisions that they would make for their own household. Absolutely. Well, and that goes back to 
the idea of investment and, and engagement, right? If you're really a part of the company, and that is a perfect way to show it, where you are financially now a part of the company, uh, that what better way to draw to drive engagement with your employees directly through your benefits? So it all really comes full circle there. But thank you for sharing, and congrats on putting that program together, Kathy. That's really innovative and a creative way to drive that connection and create that connection with your benefit programs to your employees, all the way down to the frontline workers. Uh, who could have so much to learn and gain from that. Again, in this world where there's work-life blend, um, so many of these benefits that can really help the life piece of that are really essential. Josh, you know, the the larger part as I step back and learn is the secret, the sauce, is how do you draw the personal and professional connections for your employees? There's not that divide, right? And so employees want to feel like they are part of something bigger, they want to feel like they have opportunity for growth to be even better. But um, that personal connection about, can I show up at work and be Kathy? Um, you know, am I seen? Do I, am I cared for? Am I respected? And so it's that intersection. And there's no doubt that your benefits provide that, right? Your benefits help sort of draw that um, connectivity even greater between the, the personal and professional lives. Yeah. Well said. So Kathy, when you introduce a unique program such as Own It to your workforce, what's the best way to communicate that? Get the word out and really drive engagement, drive participation in those programs. You know, it's, uh, I, I call it a top-down, bottom-ups approach, right? It, okay. it starts with our CEO. Our CEO communicates routinely to our employee base, which on many fronts, uh, our employees look forward to hearing from him because he has a beautiful way of simplifying some of the complex things that's happening in the financial industry. But then it's also about educating your leaders and helping your leaders understand what these benefits are. You've, I'm sure, you, Josh, you've read the same study. It's that, you know, the, the, one of the number one traits for leaders these days is empathy and helping, uh, and, you know, be a coach to your employee base. And so, you know, training our first line leaders about these benefits. So when they see that an employee is sort of in a, a place of hardship, they're able to direct them or guide them um, to the right place. There is a blitz. I'll tell you that um, we have so many benefits that we're still working on making sure that people are fully aware uh, and utilization of when's the right time to need it. But it's a top-down, bottoms-up approach. Um, you know, uh, getting the CEO to communicate why this is important and what the benefit is to the uh, em- employee as an individual. And then making sure that the leaders are equipped and they understand how to guide their employees when that moment that matters and the benefits needed. That's great. Yeah, it's that buy-in from the top. And again, it's not just maybe leadership speak or, or coach speak to say uh, buy-in from the top matters. It, it really does. And it's seen throughout the organization. But I love that you mentioned too, coaching up the managers, the people leaders who can then speak to their people directly and really have that that guidance. That's That's boots on the ground leadership and just, again, leading by example. Um, and, and equipping the team with the tools to to do so, I think is, is super essential. So that's great. Yeah, it's a, it's a great one to share, Kathy. So we're looking at new benefits. Uh, this one may be a bit more of a fun question, but what's the most surprising benefit you've seen introduced into the workforce since 2020? Most surprising. Um, the one that probably um, I think uh, has, so probably about two years ago, um, we introduced educational benefits. Okay. And so much of our benefits really focused on our early talent. How do we help pay for student loan repayments? 
educational assistance. How do you continue your education, which tends to be a little bit more of an attraction to um, our, our early town groups. And, you know, we stepped back and the, the question was, okay, what are we doing? What are, there's a population here that we're not serving. And so um, we, we provide support for 529s, which, you know, is intended to part of that. How do you grow your family? But education is important. So it's not just about how you're educating yourself, paying down your student loans, but how are you investing in terms of education for your loved ones, um, your children, maybe it's your grandchildren. And so the company will um, fund up to $10,000 over an employee's um, tenure with us towards a 529. And so that's a, that's a little bit of a different benefit. Um, that's great. But it, again, it was a draw because we really wanted to look at our workforce in entirety. And we recognized a lot of our benefit utilization was that of maybe the new employees, something that's just coming out of college that might benefit. Not that, you know, our more seasoned employees don't have student loans, but it was less frequent. Yeah. Well, you're, again, you're providing through those 529 benefits an opportunity to help generations of a family too. That's great. And, and it really, again, goes back to that idea of employee investment and really feeling like you're a part of the organization. It, it all comes back to that central theme. So looking at the maybe the most surprising benefits that have come into the market, are there any benefits that have become irrelevant over the last few years? Uh, again, so much has changed in the workforce. What was something that maybe was a, a prominent benefit that really just doesn't serve as much of a purpose or a priority to employees in 2023? Oh, God, Josh, I don't think I could identify one. I think it all depends upon where the employee is in the, the life cycle. I think the benefits have uh, taken off. So, you know, as I mentioned, 30 years in the field, you know, the, the point before was really healthcare, and it was about preventative. It was your deductible. It was, you know, what hospitals you have access to. Um, so it was really those features of your benefits. Now you're seeing more specificity around the coverage that you're offering you know, um, enhancing your hearing aid coverages, improving your orthodontic treatment coverage. And at this particular point, I can't say there's one that is falling by the, the wayside. I think it really depends upon where somebody is in their, you know, in their career journey or their employee journey. I mean, it seems like benefits are becoming much more personalized um, and able to meet employee needs, which is an interesting way to see the benefits programs evolve over time. I mean, we've seen that across the board, not just even in benefits, but everything has become more personalized. That's just a, uh, it's the trend we've seen across the board, whether it's in technology, in benefits, uh, you get into your car and everything's set to your personal settings uh, from the moment you hit go. So so the same could be said through your benefits programs. Oh, absolutely, Josh. But I'll tell you the one part that I feel like I've learned the most from and grown is we have eight employee resource groups um, as part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion effort. And I'm really proud to say we have 50% of our workforce actively involved in the employee resource groups. But I have learned so much about what unique benefits are needed for each group. And so that has been a great way to learn, you know, our disabilities, um, which is called diverse abilities, ERG. I had no idea that our hearing aid limitations were so restrictive until I engaged more and more with that ERG to really understand some of their challenges or the challenges if in the event that you have a child with special needs and about the behavioral therapy that um, is offered. Same thing um, with our Black and African Americans. I've learned about doulas and understanding about preferences as it relates to birthing. So it's 
our employee resource groups have really opened my eyes to how to tailor our benefits for our employee needs. And, and there was a point where I used to manage based upon just the deductible and what the, the bottom line cost share program is. And now I, there's more tailoring to the needs of our employee base. That's great. It's a resource that's not just for the employees. It's a resource for you as well. It's, it's a resource oh. for the leadership team to really learn about your employees and, and what matters most. That's a great one there, Kathy. So again, we're having this conversation right around the time of March Madness um, in the college basketball world and picking brackets and, and seeing the one seed, the best teams in the nation getting called out. So let's put that into the benefits package conversation. If you had to pick that one seed, that number one for your benefits that makes the most impact to an organization, what would that be? What's your must have? Um, you know, obviously want to say that it, it all depends upon where the person is. And as much as I talk about these other benefits that are there for moments that matter, that can help employees, um, I think making sure that your plans offer preventative care and not subject to deductibles. And I, I think if you're truly thinking about the wellness of your employees, you want to keep them healthy. And so making sure that they're going for their mammogram, their colonoscopy, their annual checkup. And so it's a basic but I have to tell you, a lot of plans have those preventative care that's subject to deductibles. And for some employees, they go with a high deductible plan and they might tell themselves a story that they're young and they don't need to necessarily go through the preventative care. And so as much as I think every single benefit serves and meets employees where they're at in moments that make a difference in their life, making sure your plans provide for preventative care and you're educating your employees on the importance of taking care of themselves. And that is not just on the physical side, but that's also on the mental side. Yeah, that's great. I like that one. Thank you, Kathy. So look, this is a great conversation on benefits and I've enjoyed just learning so much insight from what you've experienced in 30 years plus in human resources. But apart from benefits, how can HR teams make the most impact on their organization right now? How can HR teams, um, you know, I, I think at the core, it goes back to helping your leaders drive that, that greater sense of purpose of the work that they're engaged in with their teams. I think equipping leaders to lead, it's hard nowadays to be a leader. You know, there was a point where I would tell, you know, probably my middle level managers, you can't ask about this. You can't ask about this. That's personal. And nowadays it's a shift. You need to ask what's going on with the family. Are you okay? Do you need support? And so the middle manager nowadays, in terms of the demands that are placed on them to become that life coach, to become that leader, um, both personal and professional. So helping your leaders and equipping them to lead in this very sort of, you know, ever-changing world, I think is key. So driving that greater purpose, ensuring that there's a cross-section between the personal and professional and finding what that means for each organization. And then equipping your leaders to lead and providing them the support that they need because it's it's a tough job. It's a rewarding it. job. It's probably, yeah. probably the most rewarding, but it's challenging because the playbook is forever changing. Right. It, it, it's, as you said, setting up your leadership to be able to be in the best position to succeed, drive home and connect with the team. That That's ultimately going to make the most impact. And it's something that, again, our, our HR leaders, our HR professionals can all learn from. So, Kathy, thank you so much for sharing that. That's fantastic. So, look, we're running out of time here. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap up. But, again, I want to thank Kathy Patterson, CHRO of Ally Financial, for joining us today. 
It was great just having this conversation about all things benefits, again, as part of the HR Now Benefits and Beyond program. So to our listeners, to our attendees, thanks for joining us today and being a part of the HR Works podcast live and contributing to this great conversation around employee benefits. Kathy, thank you so much for your time. It was great sharing it with you. I hope we keep the conversation going. But again, thank you everybody out there for joining us and have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Josh. Thank you for listening to the HR Works Podcast. Be sure to check out our new episodes every Tuesday. Follow us on all major streaming platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible.